When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, a tradition unlike any other, our predictions episode is upon us as the Sabres season now is less than two weeks away. And as we've done the past two years today, Taylor and I are going to give our five Sabres-focused predictions. Our next episode coming up on Thursday, we will give our five NHL-wide predictions so, Taylor, let's just get the ball rolling here. Would you like to get things going? Yeah. So my first prediction is that we see a trade of some kind, a serious trade. That doesn't sound like much of a prediction, but I'll get a little bit more specific. I'm not talking about the trade deadline, selling anyone like that. What I'm thinking is either one of two things. One is they trade for someone, let's, let's say Jason Robertson. I'm not saying that trade exactly, but the one we discussed last episode – Either they go for a swing like that, try to add someone to the top six and, you know, move some of the the pieces they have, the younger pieces. Mm -hmm. Or secondly, they make room via getting rid of someone that they have now. And my most obvious options would be Middlestat and Olofsson. I like that. I feel like there's, it feels like there's a pretty decent chance of that happening, but it's not exactly like a sure thing by any means because they've shown that they, probably more likely than not want to stay the course for this season. But again, though, guys, you know, like Robertson, a a player of that age and caliber, you know, and just in general, like players like that, it's not as though they're, you know, popping up constantly. It usually happens maybe like once or twice an off season, typically, or a a season in general that a player like of that, again, age, skill level, whatever you want to call it, impact on the ice, um, is made available like that. So, yeah, I would love that. If the opportunity arises, absolutely go for it. What do you got next? Don't you want to do your first one? Oh, okay. We can go back and forth. Yeah. All right. Mine is going to be on the ice. Jack Quinn is going to score 20 goals this year. Wow. Uh, that'd be a nice rookie year. I I think that he will be in the Calder conversation for sure. I would love it if he was able to be a top three finisher. And I think just again, given the fact that he's a forward as compared to Owen Power being a defenseman, I know we just saw Maurice Sider, of course, win, uh, win the Calder. But I think that, uh, I mean, hell, they both have a chance to end up at least in the top five in voting. But I think Quinn absolutely is going to be put in positions to succeed this year. And they're going to be conscious of who he's playing with. And he's going to get the opportunity to play with guys who could facilitate the puck to him. And so, 20 goals. Someone's going to have to score some goals for this team this year. Like 
in addition to like some of the last year's goals, established goal scorers. So I'm going to go Jack Quinn, 20 goals. All right. Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, he, he had well over 20 last year in the AHL, right? Not mistaken. Yes. He averaged almost half a goal a game, I believe, or over half a goal a game. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's good. You only have to average a quarter a goal a game, you know, a goal every four games. I think he could do it. Like he'll be 21. I believe like, for example, Reinhardt wasn't the best goal scorer when he came out. His age 20 season, I want to say, he had 20 goals. So it's doable, but it'd be a nice, uh, impressive year. Absolutely. All right, my second prediction is double-digit UPL starts. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but this one's a little bit more obvious, but I, it's my way of saying I think Craig Anderson's going to get hurt at some point. <laughs> Uh, you know, and you never know with goalie injuries. Maybe he won't, but then, you know, Comrie has a chance to. And then maybe there's just the other option. Anderson's just not that good. And they want to get like UPL in for some starts later in the year, see what they have with him, especially if they're not a playoff team. And the, like the end of the season, there's no, we, everyone likes Anderson. I get it. So like they want him around, but at the end of the year, you really got to be, you got to be looking to see what you have in this fella. Uh, he, it, it what has it been like six years now since he got drafted? Like, was he 16 or 15 uh, he was i don't think he was i think he was 16 yeah yeah well, anyway i mean you you really have to figure that out so hopefully he has a good year in rochester and i i believe if if there is an injury to one of the two starting goalies it'll be him up and not suban but i guess we'll see that's my prediction double digit upl starts okay i like that my next one goes back to the other side of the coin when it comes to a little bit more of the front office stuff. And I'm going to say that Devin Levi, Matt Savoy, and Yuri Kulich all play for the Sabres this season at some point. You say Matt Savoy, Yuri Kulich, and who? And Devin Levi. All play at least a game for the Devin Sabres. Levi. Wow. Yep. I think Levi, if he signs, if he signs after this year, which all indications point to that. He's going to play in Rochester next year, no doubt. But we've seen this before where you sign a guy out of college and then you give them some experience in the NHL, you know, in the last however many games. I mean, maybe he gets a, ends up getting like one or two starts. Who knows? But I think that we're going to see all three of them in a Sabres uniform at some point this season. Well, I think that you have a really good look at Savoy. And Coolidge too, actually, now that I say that, both of them. Levi would be nice. But if we mean, you know, by the definition of what you said, that he would have to have signed with the Sabres. And I think it's going to happen. I mean, everybody, it's it's a foregone conclusion at this point. So fingers crossed, because if he doesn't sign, then we have major problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to put it lightly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you have anything else to say about that? Not particularly. You know, I think we kind of just discussed, I think all of them have a path. I mean, Coolidge will be in Rochester this season. And so <laughs> injuries are inevitable. They happen. If he's showing out down there and he earns a spot, I absolutely think they maybe give him a game or two to get a look. I mean, we saw him do it with Paterka last year where, you know, it wasn't exactly for extended periods or anything like that. And I think that they're going to obviously want to stick to keeping him in Rochester to just get him acclimated to the North American game. But I think that there's maybe the easiest path for him to do it just because it can, it's the only one that can possibly happen during the season before like March, for example. Mm -hmm. um, Savoy. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I think that it is telling that they, you know, have kept him around and have been 
they've been giving him rave reviews of how he's been able to carry himself, how he's been adapting to the speed of the game, how he's fitting into the locker room. Um, Granado and Kevin Adams have both gone out of their way to say that. And, you know, I don't think it's an accident that he's still around and is going to get another preseason game in uh, before the season starts. So end of his season, if they feel like it's, uh, you know, he is just lighting it up down there and there's a, a, a real shot of him, playing in Buffalo next year, which I think is relatively high. Um, I think he ends up getting a look as well. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. You want to hear my third prediction? Uh, Dylan Cousins, 20 goals. Oh, okay. Go on. So this is his draft plus four year, which I can't believe that's, that's we're already here. That's pretty wild. It feels like just yesterday he got drafted, but anyway, his rookie year, weird season because a million things, but he only had four goals in 41 games. Not not a great goal-scoring pace he was on. He does other things very well, obviously, and he's acquitted himself to the NHL level pretty well. Uh, but he hasn't been a great goal scorer yet. And that season, willing to totally throw that away. Second season last year, though, 13 goals. played. He wasn't hurt. He played 79 games. So I, think, I don't think he's going to be like a 50-goal scorer or anything in his career. He's not really that kind of guy. Uh, but I think to be an effective NHL or at the level we want him to be, I would say that you hope for, that he could be a 20 goal scorer at some point. And at some point, Hey, what's a better time than the present? I would argue there isn't one. So yeah, I think 20 goals from him and you, you want to see him continue to develop his game uh, on the, in the defensive end where he's been pretty solid in general, he's been a, a pretty solid guy. Just really what hasn't come together for him is the finishing and it's a skill, but it's also like, you know, if you put yourself in the right position, you can you can score 20 goals. You don't have to be like Tage Thompson level skill to be able to do that. So hopefully we see uh, 20 goals out of him. That'd be nice. And maybe even see him develop chemistry with someone like Quinn or one of the other young guys. I think that'd be cool as well. Well, perfect segue. My thoughts on that are I also have a Dylan Cousins prediction in a similar vein. Oh, yeah. 50 points. 50 points. OK, so that'd be a, a pretty sizable increase on last year. Yeah, I think, you know, the the fact of the matter is, is that guys do have these breakout seasons. I mean, we saw it with Tage last year, and not to say that Cousins is going to have a a breakout of that level, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I think that he has the tools, the way that he plays the game, you know, with his size and his speed, the just ferocity that I put that he plays with when he's out on the ice. I mean, he's always out there giving 110%. And I think also just from what we've, you know, seen him from him in interviews and the way that like the coaches talk about him and everything he's very invested. And I think that there's a definitely a difference between guys who, of course they put the work in. I mean, you're an NHL player, you have to, but you know, there's people who have just that mentality where it's really about getting better and like not accepting the fact that you're not where you want to be. And I think that cousins absolutely has that kind of a a fire in him. So I'm going to go with, with, 50 points. And I will say, I don't know if that means 20 goals. I think that very well could also mean maybe it's 15 and 35 or something like that. You know, it's possible, especially if he plays uh, on a line with a better goal score. Right. And, and he has to, of course, I mean, we've, it's no secret. We've all talked about it. Everybody talks about it, that his, his finishing does have to improve for sure. But on top of that, though, he is also a great facilitator. He's a great passer. He plays with a lot of speed in his game. And so I think that I could see him again. Like you're saying, if, if there's a guy like Quinn that ends up being on his line or if he plays with Olofsson, for example, 
you know, I think those are two avenues right there where you can really see him maybe rack up some assists this year. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so moving on before we go to our fourth and fifth predictions, uh, do you want to hear a word from our sponsors? I, I do so, so badly. That's great. I've been All waiting. Right. I've been waiting days, Taylor, to hear what our friends at DraftKings and our friend Ray J have to say today. Well, I don't think what, our, I, well, I also don't think our listeners know too. Ray J is the one who writes our ads. He's a very talented copywriter. Mm-hmm. People call him uh, the Don Draper of the 21st century, but I think that's almost that. an understatement. I agree. We got to show some respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, I, I think he does give off some Duck Phillips vibes, actually. <laughs> but anyway, so lately I've been listening to a lot of, you know what I've been listening to, Brandon? The same thing I'm always listening to, podcasts. Give it to me. Uh, and it's been great. And one reason it's been so great to listen to my, my podcast and my music is because I use Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium auto br- audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And they also have tremendous features, such as three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. So we're talking about Raycons. Uh, I actually used them quite a bit yesterday. I uh, you just feeling, uh, I don't know if you ever, you ever have a few, uh, a few pops, a few adult pops, and, you know, you're, you're at home. You have somewhere to go, but not yet. And you just, uh, you pop in the Raycons and, and start listening to some tunes. What adult uh, pops are you drinking? Um, Genesee Cran Orange. And that's our next sponsor, folks. Genesee Cran Orange. That's right. The refreshing taste of fall in Western New York. So, Hitting yeah, so that's, to us. yeah, that's always a great time. And it, it's an even better time when you wear your Raycon. So here's how you do that. You go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, now we have another sponsor, obviously, DraftKings. You guys are familiar with them. Uh, they've, they've been around for a little while with us. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just $5 on any team. You get $200 on free bets if they win. That means if you pick the Sabres to win opening night against Ottawa, you would get, uh, you just bet $5 on that. You would get $200 in free bets if the Sabres win. So that's an interesting one. I mean, it's an upcoming coming game. And I, I think the Sabres are going to start strong like they did last year. And, you know, maybe, maybe it takes some time for, Drew and Alex Brinkat to get their feet under him. We'll see. Anyway, if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. All right, we're back. So we're back. My fourth prediction. Give it to me now. All right. I had one about Darlene last year. Last year, I said he would be the first Sabres defenseman in a decade to score 10 goals in a season. Correct. He had 13. That was good. That was one of the ones we got right last year. Here's one. Darlene will become the first Sabre in more than 30 years to rack up 60 points as a defenseman. Wow. Okay. I like that. So he had 53 last year. He really started to pick things up in the second half, too. He was a really dangerous player. Uh, I forgot about this fun fact when I was going through it. You know, the last time a Sabres defenseman had that many points in a season? Was it Housley or Campbell? No. You said 30 years, right? So No, I'm doing – I said 60 for this one. That is Housley. But there was a guy that had um, more than 50, uh, and I remember seeing this on a broadcast. I remembered it when I – when I was going through the years on hockey reference today, I was like, Oh my God, they did say that Darlene was the first defenseman to have at least 53 points since Gary Galley in 1996. Uh, Gary spelled with two R's for some reason. Gary so, Galley. We love Gary. Yeah. Gary Galley. Uh, he's a big uh, favorite of ours. And so Gary Galley and actually a big favorite of ours, Doug Bodger, they've each had 54 point seasons in the nineties. Uh, no one, no one, has had more than those two since the Sabres traded Phil Housley in the early nineties. So that's Dowling just has to get to 55, but I say he gets to 60 houses oh, yeah. last year in Buffalo. He had 81. It's pretty good. He also had a, a 97 point season after he left. So pretty and, good and at scoring, hard. pretty yeah. bad at coaching. Yep. As we know all too well. Oh my God. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that's that's it. I, I'm really expecting a big year from Darlene. I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Uh, and if he does get 60 points, you know what? The jersey that I was going to get, the Darlene jersey that I ended up getting Eichel instead, stupidly, maybe I'll just get Eichel stitched on there. Or maybe I'll just get no new, who new jersey. Who knows? We'll see. You mean get Eichel unstitched? Yeah, Darlene stitched like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in place of the Eichel thing. God, like that was that. so stupid of me. Yeah, these things happen. Yeah. Taylor, I own a Mikhail Gregorenko jersey. It's okay. <laughs> and a Brad Boy jersey. That yeah, was, that's actually cool. That's by circumstance, okay? <laughs> what if I planted that? I, I think just thought could, of it now. I think that there's a more than 0% chance of that being a possibility. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. What of it? Gee. Yeah. So what, what's your... Me? Yeah. What's your uh, fourth prediction? All right. Well, mine are going to start to get a little bit darker now, unfortunately. Uh, I got got two negative ones to balance it out since I had three good ones at the start. I think I want to try and temper expectations and be realistic here because I do think that there are going to be guys who are going to really have the the opportunity to shine this year and that they will take a step. But I also think I know exactly what you're going to say. What do you going to what do you think I'm going to say? Sabretooth is going down for tax fraud. Yeah. Taylor, we weren't supposed to ever talk about that on the podcast, man. <laughs> uh, I've been working on this story for two years, and he just podcasted it out. We're... <laughs> I'm actually saving it for a book that I'm going to release in five years. Yeah, people don't know Sabretooth is a sovereign citizen. Anyway, mm-hmm. what was your actual prediction? Um, my actual prediction is that Eric Comrie has a save percentage below 910. The reason I use that number two is because you and I have been talking about the fact that that's really kind of like the baseline number for 
what would be considered like average or good enough, we should say. Um, and I think that there is a chance that he could hit it, but I think there's a difference between playing 16 games and then being asked to play like 40 or 50 games. And yeah. so that's not to say that I think he's going to be like below 900. I just would not be surprised if we end up seeing him hit like maybe like nine, 908 or something like that, 907. And again, that wouldn't even necessarily be like a bad thing out of hand because it's it's sadly a, a, a big improvement over what we've gotten over the past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, last year, their save percentage must have been right around 900, right? So that is not great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you have kind of expect Conrad to be under 910 because he's never really started a real strong slate of games. So you don't know how he's going to handle that. And it's like, well, if he's not going to play, like you have, say, four games in seven days or something like that, he's got to play three of them. I don't think you want Anderson playing half your games like that. So I could definitely see that. I, I see that. And it's not even – if he's at like a 907, that's not even that bad. That'd be fine. Uh, but, yeah, like I, I said last episode or two episodes ago, 910 would be awesome to get that from him. They they kind of got that out of Allmark, but Allmark was habitually hurt. Uh, and they got that one year out of Leonard. They, they had Leonard and weirdly Anders Nilsson was really good. But yeah, it has been really few and far between in terms of good goalies since Ryan Miller left. So a nine ten would be refreshingly average. That's all. That that's how I like to live my life, just being refreshingly average. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just right. everyone's expectations are lower. Then I come in and I say, "Hey, I'm adequate." All right. Yes. What do you got for your fifth? Owen Power wins the Calder. Ooh, okay. We had a D-man win last year. Mm-hmm. I think that could happen again. I know it hasn't happened a lot in history. It's been pretty rare, but the Sabres have shown big, big defenseman. Gets big uh, a, a decent amount of assists. You can win the Calder. And he also, that was also Tyler Meyer's draft plus two year, if I'm not mistaken. So pretty much the same age. Uh, I really liked how Power acquitted himself at the end of last season. He, uh, he looked really just like he belonged, you know, sometimes with he, he's just getting thrown in the fire like that. Like he was playing big 10 hockey that whole year and then shows up and he just looks, he looks like any, you know, any other NHL player. Like he just looked immediately confident, wasn't making a bunch of mistakes. And yeah, so I think he's, he's a guy uh, he's not, I wouldn't say he's going to score a ton of goals or anything his rookie year, but rack up enough assists. You play well, play decent minutes, which I think he will. Uh, I think he's, going to be a good candidate for it i you look at the other guys like slavkovsky yeah maybe he puts up points he's going to be on a terrible team that's going to be tough like they're, they're going to be worse than the sabers i don't think it's going to be close right so power could basically have this good kind of season that cider had last year cider was a draft plus three though i think uh mm-hmm. but yeah because he was just the cousins here anyway he uh so yeah i it's it's been rare been rare for defensemen but shit barrett jackman did it how hard can it be <laughs> a great analogy there <laughs> barrett jackman did not expect to get a, a barrett jackman name drop on today's podcast but i'll take it he might be the worst calder winner all time i would be curious to explore that further and see who else is up there tyler myers is up there yeah for sure for sure all yeah. right are you ready for my last one yes it's so I'm I'm going to preface this by saying, because I don't necessarily mean as this is like outright going to be a bad thing. We've talked about the fact that there's a lot of scenarios. There's a couple of scenarios where 
the Sabres key players on the roster right now, some of the young guys are able to progress, develop, and take a step, but it's not necessarily going to be reflected as, uh, what do you want to say? Like, you know, as, as much, I guess, in the standings. And so yeah, what I'm going to predict is that as, and again, as we've talked about over the summer, given the moves of some of these other teams that, made some additions, but probably not enough to to get them over the hump. And then just other teams that are just middling in general and really didn't do a lot to help their case. The Sabres, I believe, are going to end up with a top 10 pick in the 2023 NHL draft. And again, I can't emphasize enough the fact that a lot of things can go right this season and they still end up picking six, seven, eight, nine. I know, obviously, again, like the, the standings are important. Winning is important. They have been very upfront about that, very vocal about that, that they do want to win this year. Like they, they, of course, development is key and they're taking a similar approach to last year, but they want to win more than they did last year and really channel the team that they were down the stretch. Are they actually going to play to that pace over the course of a full season? No, but again, I think there's room for growth there. And just given the fact that I think there's going to be more teams that aren't bad, but aren't good enough to be a legitimate playoff team. I'm going to say the Sabres again, maybe i in the six to ten range, barring they obviously don't win the lottery. That seems fair. Yeah. I I hope it's not. Not rooting for that, obviously, but I hope and think they can be like the twelfth overall pick. Uh but yeah, like what you really want to see is just improve. They they were 75 point team last year. If they could get to be like 87, that gives you that puts you in a place where you're like, yeah, we can plausibly be a playoff team next year. So that's what you're looking for. If that lands you still it, like the eighth overall pick, that's fine. By the way, I'm looking at the Calder winners. There are some pretty bad ones. I don't know. I think do you, am I correct in saying Andrew Raycroft is actually the worst one ever? Oh, that's tough, Taylor. Here, I'll, I'll bring up some of the, cause this was wild. There are, there is a really good stretch for a while. It's like our boy, Tom Barrasso won in the eighties, right? In 84. And after him, Really good stretch. Mario Lemieux, Gary Suter, Luke Robitaille, Joe Neuendijk, Brian Leach, Sergei Makarov, who came over from the Soviet Union, so he was older. Mm-hmm. And Belfour, Pavel Bure, Timo Solani, Martin Bruder, Peter Forsberg, Daniel Alfredson. That is an unbelievable run. That's a fantastic run. You have guys like Brian Berard, not his fault. He lost his eye, basically, on the ice. So not his fault. His career didn't pan out. Sergei Samsonov, just okay. Uh, Evgeny Nabokov, pretty average goalie but yeah here's here's some bad ones brandon here this is why barrett jackman's bad he only had three goals and 16 assists that season how many games uh he played a full season what year was this again oh three good god yeah no accident that the oh three draft then was uh filled with a lot of talent yeah and then that crazy oh three draft all those guys, like a ton, I wouldn't say there's a ton of Hall of Famers in that class, but there's a ton of Hall of Very Good guys, like the whole first round, basically. And it's, they're pretty spread throughout the draft, too. But you know who won? Andrew Raycroft won Rookie of the Year that year. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Wild, because it's a good after that, too. And that, so like Ovechkin, Andrew Malkin, and Raycroft, man. Whew. Oh, yeah. But after Ovechkin, Malkin, and Kane win, here's a bad one Steve Mason. Man, he was such a weird case, too, because he was legitimately good, like, 
for like three seasons of his career and then otherwise but like it's spread out a little bit too yeah like because in philadelphia is when he got because after his rookie year in columbus he was terrible he was like the worst goalie in the league and he went to philadelphia and he was like really good again for like two years mm-hmm. and then when he was like 32 it was like no i'm sorry i'm done man <laughs> i will be giving up four goals in every game until you cut me but yeah like after after steve mason is tyler myers the less said the better uh and then jeff skinner really good rookie year and since mm-hmm. then there really hasn't been a bad one like these guys are they've all had good careers Landeskog, Huberdo, mckinnon ekblad panarin matthews barzell Petterson, makar kaprizov and cider you can't be too bad about any of those guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's been a good run. And I think that also is just reflected in the fact that the general idea that the game continues to evolve and develop. And because of that, and because of the training regimens that youth hockey players are going through and how much better they are at younger ages, that the talent we're coming through right now is just generally speaking higher. Whereas before I think there could have been more Barrett Jackman's who slipped through the cracks, who maybe had one good year, but they really didn't have the longevity. Uh, well, Barrett, I mean, obviously, you know, 19 points or whatever with Barrett Jackman's not great, but you know what I mean? Like that yeah. they don't have the longevity that like a guy, like I, like, I think we all know Kaprizov is going to be good for a long time. Cider is going to be good for a long time. Um, but pretty this much. Guy's okay. What's that? McCar's okay. Yeah. He's, he's all right. Yeah. He's decent. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That does make sense because some of these guys, you can tell it's like Sergey Samsonov. Was that just like someone had to win? I'm like, well, kid, you had the most points of any rookie. Good for you. You won. Hey, do not uh, disrespect Sergey Samsonov in, the, in here. I'm gonna. I think he's one of the not as good ones here. I think he's <laughs> fine. He had a career. But it's funny looking at the goalies that won. Raycroft was awesome. He had a 926. Don't know what happened to him. That's crazy. So, like, Nabokov is good. Brodeur was good. Belfour was good. Is this how 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 different things were in the in the eighties when Brasso won as a rookie in nineteen eighty three eighty four? His save percentage was only eight ninety three, but that was good back then. I know it's just wild again, like how the game is evolving. Like not only players, but also just goalies have gotten obviously a lot better too. Did he also win the Vesna that year? He won the Vesna. He was eighteen years old. Good God, that's insane. He didn't turn nineteen until the last month of the season. That, that is wild is absolutely insane man kind of wish he worked out here you know well it didn't matter we got hashing who cares yeah uh yeah so that's that's interesting so yeah hopefully owen power uh adds his name to that list in a good way unlike our old friend tyler Myers. and frankly jeff skinner's only in the middle of the pack on on those guys he said good enough career and he'll have like Somewhere close to 400 goals, maybe when it's all said and done. But... Well, right. I mean, I think that there's different levels to this where it's guys like the younger guys we've talked about are like future Hall of Famers. But Jeff Skinner is somebody that people are always going to look back on fondly in terms of his talent, like throughout his career and his production. I think so. Yeah. He's not going to look stupid on there. Like, right. I wonder if non Sabres, non Jets, non Canucks fans, however, like, are they like fine with Tyler Myers? Like, what do people think of Tyler Myers? I I don't know. I mean, I would say judging by the past couple of contracts he's gotten that they still overvalue him, but oh, I mean, no doubt, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Taylor. Well, it's it's been a a goddamn pleasure. Do you have any recommendations for the people today? Well, hmm, actually, I should have thought about that before cuz you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, horror of late. Let me see if there's anything that I'm forgetting right now. Uh it's been a it's been a nice little stretch, you know. 
spooky season is a good time for me. I like these movies. So let's see. Is there anything I watched that I kind of liked recently? Well, not Don't Worry Darling, folks. I you was didn't like it? No. Not great, folks. Was it not just great. like poorly done, like the story? Or what, what didn't you like about it? Well, without getting into too many spoilers, uh, yes. So the story, I think it was not executed well. I think the whatever point Olivia Wilde is trying to make uh, was lost. I think it leaves you with a dozen questions or more. And a lot of it's pretty like weirdly lazy. And Harry Styles, not a professional actor. Really? Was it like noticeable that he wasn't good? <laughs> yeah. Oof. Florence Pugh is good, though. She's Florence great Pugh's fantastic. She's yeah, awesome. she's the best. Um, yeah, so I'm not recommending. That's an anti-recommendation. Hey, that's, that's an order, counts. That's the uh, count. no, So I'm going to do... Uh, I watched a classic for the first time. I can't believe I've never seen it. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. I watched, uh, I don't know, sometime last week. Just an unbelievable movie. It's okay. it's great. And it's easy to find. Uh, you can... Because technically it doesn't have... Uh, it lost its copyright for some weird reason. So that's why you see it in so many movies. In in movies, people are watching Night of the Living Dead all the time. So mm-hmm. great movie. And, uh, you know, if you, uh, you're you interested, it really uh, kicked off the zombie craze in America that continues to this day. All right. Very cool. You heard it here first, folks. I'm going to go with a song for mine. Uh, I did, I think, rap last episode, so I'm going to switch it up and do more of like the indie rock variety. A band from just across the border, Tokyo Police Club. They play in Buffalo very often, whether it be Canal Side or Town Ballroom, The Waiting Room, RIP, when that was open, they had played there. I had some there. So I'm going to recommend the song Out of Time by them. Good, upbeat song very uh a good vibe song like you put that song on and it just like sounds very very happy with just like the the melody and everything nice and upbeat so yeah tokyo police club out of time that is my my recommendation for the day taylor do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before we we sign off uh nope my random favorite player is tyler myers mine is tom barrasso oh okay love it couple of legends all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using, make sure you're checking out all of our fellow shows across both networks. And make sure you're checking out both Charging Buffalo and Hockey Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram across any social media that you are on. With that being said, make sure you're following us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Straight Up Sabres. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it may be, leave us a rating. We would very, very much appreciate it. Last but not least, as Taylor had mentioned before, we have a couple of sponsors of this podcast, both Raycon Earbuds and DraftKings. Make sure you are checking out both of them. Check out their websites. Use the promo code. Take advantage of this great deal. You will not regret it. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Thursday, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Straight Up Savers. Savers.